What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL Podcast, man. I am so grateful to be back, man. And today we are speaking about influence. This is a whole new segment now. Four episodes of Pure Fire. You know, I got a little bit of a political, well, I want to say political cartoon. No one likes politics, but I have a cartoon here and it says there are four people sitting in a room. Okay, you got the boss in the big chair. Okay, and you got three people sitting two on his left and one on his right. And basically it's about you possibly uh, experiencing something like this as in this specific cartoon. And it says here, I realize you were just saying what everyone was thinking. And if you do it again, you're fired. And so if we look at this and we look at influence in general, I want to ask you a question in your company, in your life, in your culture, in your whatever it may be, are all levels of management, okay, or whatever type of decision-making there is, is it mostly handed down from the top? So if you are a child or if you're under 18, is it always handled, you know, handed down from the top in regards to your parents making decisions or do you have some leniency? Duh. If you're in a company, is it always handed down from the top or do you have a say, okay? And so when we look at this, there are different variations of this. You have top down and you have inclusive. And when we look at this from top down, this is someone always making a decision from the top and no one else can make decisions whatsoever. Now, if I look at, let's just say for my specific company. Now, you guys never hear me talk about this because I look at this as just a two document uh, of important type of job. And that's basically what I do here. It's a tutorial center. But what I'm building on the outside <clears throat> is far bigger and far greater. So if we look at this and we look at something that's, you know, top down, basically it always goes for what he says and it goes from the top downward to obviously the women who actually run the different types of tutorial centers uh, <clears throat> across Bangkok, right? Now, unfortunately, as a teacher, we don't get many things and we don't have things readily available. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, computers, access to different things, uh, have an hour say, that's only the only thing that I liked about my last job is that the practice manager who did appreciate me at times, she would always say, hey, AJ, my name. Hey, uh, how are the books? Do you think there are anything else that you would like to improve? So I would always go in the catalog and I would say, you know what? I think this book would really help. She's like, you really think so? Okay, check this out. I'm gonna buy it. Those books would come in and the next thing you know, there it is. I would have say, <clears throat> because I was always looking for a way to improve, right? Improve my teaching capabilities, improve the material, improve the different things that we had available. I was the one that inspired her to put a computer in every single classroom. Because I believe that computer would be absolutely important and we didn't have to have radios anymore. Now, looking at the place that I'm in right now, this place, we still have radios. He doesn't look to put computers. He doesn't look to help us whatsoever, even with the meaningless ATK testing, okay? Although still meaningful at this time, but he doesn't necessarily help us. Now, again, that's top down. However, the job that I had before, it was very inclusive because I could make the decisions. And the lady, the practice manager, always looked at me to improve the different materials and to improve the, the, the different things that we had at our disposal, right? So 
Is it, and this is my question to you, is it possible to be influential even if you are not in a position of authority? Now me, at my previous job, absolutely. Here, absolutely not. Now I do what's in the best interest of my students, no doubt, 1000%. And if I believe something's not working, I say, okay, well, I'm not going to do this. However, when there was a change in management, going back to my previous job, and then this other, and you guys already know the story, this British guy thinking that he, you know, he wanted to have that control and wanted to have that authority over me. And he's like, oh, well, the reason why you're not getting um, a group classes is because you don't necessarily teach from the book. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, are we still on this 150 year old mindset? Yeah, let me teach from the book. Number one, I am, you are, we, I'm not a fucking robot. I'm way bigger than this. He's like, well, see, if you don't want to teach from the book, I do recommend that you should probably go to another place to work. Like that is the type of trash that I had to deal with. Now, having the leniency with that practice manager and the other head teacher at the time, he loved me. Switching to the British guy, me calling him out on in, in terms of why he was in, you know, here in Thailand to begin with, he didn't like me to begin with. So then he wanted to have that position of authority and switch from a very inclusive, me being able to have say in different things to a top down, meaning, hey, no, either you do it like this, either you train at this company or find other work. Either we're going to have this meeting or you could find another place. Although he had no authority, he wanted to have that authority to go from top down. This is how sick he was. And again, I learned from it and I'm very grateful for it. Because at the end, of, look, look where I am today. And this is what I'm just so grateful for. You know what I mean? Because I could look back and say, I've been there. I've done that. But what, how did I go about handling that? You could be very influential. But if they take away that influence, hey, guess what? This, you're not going to be able to be influential at your job or in your family or in your, in your culture, in your country, whatever it may be. So if I could ask you this, depending on if you work or whatnot, in your experience, how is getting what you want from your peers and subordinates different from getting it from your superiors? So here's someone who's like arrow by arrow, like horizontal, right? Right, those are your peers. Your subordinates, that's when you're going from top down to inclusive. That's when you're, all, when you're able to say, hey, you know, could I, uh, I need some help with this. And again, by the time you guys may hear this podcast, you heard, you may have already heard the podcast between me and Ebru and I in regards to asking for support, asking for help. Now, getting something from your boss, it can be totally different. Luckily, I don't really, I don't necessarily even see myself having a boss because he, he I speak to him maybe three times a year and he's super cool. Right. And it's all, he's all very money centered. It's all about, okay, how can I make more money marketing, 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 marketing? You know what I mean? But to be honest with you, from my perspective, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I have the freedom to call the shots because again, I invested heavily into the visa and the work permit. So this is how I'm going to do it right here, right now. And that's the end of it. And that's what I'm very grateful for, you know, being able to have that sort of inclusivity, which I still have today, but not in regards to the little things probably within the business, which I really don't particularly care for anyways. I don't want to be all up in that, right? So in saying that, do, getting something from your boss, we're going to be listening to audios in the next podcast, but I want to approach this from a different personal development perspective, because I do believe that there are a lot of people out there <clears throat> who don't ask these types of 
questions to one another. And this is what I'm going to help you with. So get yourself a pen. <clears throat> oh my God, my throat's messing up again. A pencil. And let's go through this. Now, an influence strategy. All right. Influence strategy number one, intentional about relationships. How could you be more mindful with the interactions with specific people? I mean, how could you be more intentful? Right. And again, when we look at becoming more mindful in general, it's like, okay, if I, if I look at how I come in contact with and how I could benefit the other people who I come in contact with, with today, how can I be more intentful in terms of listening today? What's one thing that you could do or say to that specific individual or to show them that you care and you want to be a role model and be a person of influence? How could you be that support in that background? That's being mindful. That's the intention that you have to set before the interaction, whether it's in the workplace or in your family or with your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever it may be. Now, the second strategy is the listening one, right? So when you interact with someone, you want to make sure they feel what? Like a safe place. How do you want that person to feel when you interact with them? You know, just recently, I was speaking to one of my friend's friends. And the moment I started speaking, he was like, oh, my God, this guy's energy. And it's not so much about the energy. It's more about the intent. Because I know I want to be very intentful with the communication that I establish between people. It's kind of like, I want to be remembered, but I don't want to be loud. I want to be that person that listens. See, four years ago, I was always that person that went into the gym and said, here I am. My name's Arsenio. I've got so much energy. Now I go in and I say, hello, how are you doing? How was your weekend? What are three great conversation topics or three things that I could share with someone? Or what are three things that, what three questions that I could ask about someone so that I could be a person of influence and make sure that I understand how do I want them to feel during that interaction? That's the listening portion. Now, the influence strategy number three, the recurrent communication. So something that you would always want others to truly understand and what you need to be better at reinforcing is what? And now this comes in the workplace or whatever it may be. Now, when we talk about the understanding, the clear communication, what you guys have already heard about, you know, the different things you can begin to start implementing in your life. Sometimes we don't have those boundaries and we don't reinforce those boundaries. Saying no, it could be one of those different things that you truly want to, you want people to understand. Listen, don't cross over this. I have to get this done by this specific moment. Don't try to come in and put more on top of my plate. Maybe you need to be better at reinforcing that. Maybe you need to be better at reinforcing relationships with your son and saying, hey, and this could be very big. This is what I do at the training company. Sometimes they take work home and they're losing sleep based on work. And so maybe they need to communicate to their superiors to say, excuse me, listen, I got kids and I want to spend time with my kids from 730 to 8. Well, I'm sorry, from 630 to 8 p.m. every day. Don't try put an additional task onto my plate because this is my moment. So maybe you need to be better at reinforcing those boundaries. The influence strategy number four, the leading. How can you show up as a leader? Not being a leader and being that person that like literally pushes so many different ideas. Because obviously if you end up doing that, people are just completely at a loss in terms of what needs to be dedicated to who and delegated to who. 
how can you just be show up as a leader and saying, you know what, being intentful with the communication and the relationships that I come across today, challenging others. How could you challenge? How are you going to give someone on your team or in your family or in your community or whatever it may be a challenge <clears throat> influencing them by saying, hey, you know what? I realize that you're really good at making these documents. I would love for you to make a presentation with me. It'll be about 20 slides. I need this done, this, 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 you know, a couple of things. Go through that and say, hey, that's a, that's a really good challenge for you today. And they're probably going to say, oh, my God, this is a big challenge. But you know what? I am very excited about this challenge. Maybe if you're a solopreneur like me, maybe you're not a solopreneur like me and you're saying, you know, let me try to challenge my son to something. Let me try, you know, he's dealing with some things. Man, I man, and it's so great, you know, hearing these wonderful uh, questions that I get from some of my students, and I'm just so, so grateful for them, um, is, you know, simply them saying, hey, you know, I'm dealing with a couple of things, you know, at school, I'm really scared because what if I try something and then I don't like it? I feel, I feel like I'm going to waste time. And so I always put them to the challenge of saying, well, the time is always going to go by no matter what. So you might as well do it. And again, if you don't like it and you sit, look at it after about six months to a year, are you still passionate about doing it? Would you like to continue doing it? And if not, try the number C or not the letter C, the other one that you wanted to do, or the A, <clears throat> going back. Is this something that you need to get mentorship on or coaching, such as a lot of people who listen to my podcast in regards to TOEFL, right? Some people in TOEFL, I met uh, a guy by the name of Jesus, big shout out to you. He said, hey, Arsenio, I just heard your TOEFL podcast. I got a 103, but I need a 110. I need some help. I said, okay, well, okay, we got this, this. Okay, you need some writing. We need this. Let me get on a call so we can explain. He said, it all sounds good. See, sometimes you need to seek out mentorship to get you to that next level. And some people are just like, ah, nah, I don't need it. But again, how are you going to improve your skills overall then? How are you going to set it up into your calendar? And so that's that role model mentality. The role model that you would like to become. And from all the learning that I continuously do with so many different co uh, courses and me soon to be a high performance trainer, these are the types of questions that I always ask myself. <clears throat> and one way that to even get you started, and you probably don't even know, like if we look at influence in people and work-related work situations, your parents, your teachers, anyone you've come across in your past, think about the three most positively impactful people in your life. How were they a role model to you? Right? This could be people from role models from afar. It could be uh, people who you follow, people who you read, or people who had that direct contact with you. And then I want you to list the different values that those role models seem to live by and that potentially that you can start demonstrating in your own life if you don't have those types of values, but you admire them so much. That's what you're going to have to do. And the last question I'll give you for this podcast is if you were explaining your life to one of your greatest role models, whoever that may be, right now, today, what would they start coaching you on, thinking about, behaving, in what particular ways? And so sometimes we do get all, you know, oh, you know, work is this, work is that. But if you actually start looking at yourself as a role model, as a mentor, as a leader, as someone who can influence 
this is one of those things that you need to start challenging. I challenge you today to become more influential in a way where you don't have to inspire anyone like I do. No, just those questions alone. What can you start doing? Journal about them. And then how can you influence people to think a particular way? And this is what we're going to be discussing over this next nice little four episode mini series on Tuesday and Thursday with this Business English podcast. So with that being said, people, if you liked it, share it, share it away. Let me know what your ideas are. Follow me on my Arsenio's ESL podcast page. If you, again, ha I have these different courses in a lot of different things available. So make sure you reach out to me and I'll be seeing you in the next podcast. I'm your crazy host as always, over and out.